Hello, I want to welcome everyone here, and that's people trickling. Um, welcome to Dissidents and Dictators, uh, Human Rights Foundation conversation series where we expose dictators, debate pressing global human rights issues. My name is Alvaro Piaggio, and I'm a senior policy officer with HRF. Um, HRF is a nonpartisan, nonprofit organization dedicated to promoting and protecting human rights globally with a focus on countries under authoritarian rule. We unite people in the common cause of promoting liberal democracy. You can visit our website, hrf.org, to learn more about the work that we do. Uh, please also make sure you follow us on Twitter for more conversations like this one. Uh, and this is, just so you know, this conversation will be recorded and uh, be released as a podcast. Today, we're going to have a conversation with Havard Melis. He's the editor of the Norwegian soccer magazine, Josef. Um, Havard and his team cover the beautiful game with a much-needed focus on critical and investigative journalism, shedding light into the corruption, cronyism, sports washing, and, well, recently, uh, links to human rights abuses that are running rampant in sport around the world. Um, well, now that the World Cup is entering its final stages, um, questions regarding human rights abuses in Qatar and FIFA's growing corruption continue to linger. Um, in spite of a myriad of statements and, and of support from human, of human rights and inclusion, um, FIFA has earned an infamous reputation in recent years by granting the hosting rights of its most prestigious competition, the country's ruled by authoritarian uh, regimes with terrible human rights records, as is the case today with Qatar. Um, so, uh, Havard, uh, thank you so much for uh, for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, perfect, yeah. So let's, uh, I want to start with, you know, people who aren't familiar with your work, uh, with your magazine, um, I want you to tell us a little bit about, uh, about Yosemar, about yourself, uh, you know, what, what got you into this whole uh, business of, you know, this new approach to, to support journalism? Well, Yusimar uh, uh, is an independent uh, uh, Norwegian magazine, um, uh, and we publish this, uh, we publish articles uh, both for Norwegian uh, uh, um, uh, readers uh, and also for international readers uh, in English on our uh, international website, yusimarfootball.com. And when UCMI started up in in 2009, we were, uh, you know, our aim was really to was to be a, a kind of like a, a nerdy uh, football magazine, you know, writing stories that the mainstream media wouldn't write about. Um, and, and 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 we did that the first couple of years, and 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 then suddenly in late in 2010. Uh, you know, to our big surprise, uh, Russia was awarded the uh, the World Cup for 2018, and Qatar was awarded the World Cup for 2022. Um, and and then slowly, uh, very little by little, you know, we started uh, uh, kind of digging into how did this happen? Because uh, you know, for the 2018 uh, tournament and for the 2022 tournament, there was a lot of, uh, uh, you know, um, uh, really strong uh, candidates. Uh, and, uh, and uh, you know, FIFA's own evaluation report regarding uh, uh, the countries uh, uh, fighting for the hosting right. You know, they put, uh, they put uh, Qatar at the bottom and, and, and uh, Russia at the place before them. So they were the two, you know, in FIFA's uh, own eyes, the two... Um, uh, 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 two lesser candidates, uh, but uh, you know the two lesser candidates ended up uh, uh, getting the hosting rights. So uh, uh, you know, little by little, uh, uh, we started to to first uh, dig into the uh, process. Uh, you know what happened inside FIFA um, um, uh, that uh, culminated in you know uh, Russia getting 2018 and. And, uh, and Qatar, uh, you know, uh, being awarded the 2022 tournament. Um, but, um, so, but we started out as, a, you know, we, 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 we love football, you know. Uh, we love, uh, you know, uh, my first memories from the World Cup is from the World Cup in uh, 1982. Uh, uh, and I, you know, uh, remember pretty clearly uh, the day Brazil lost 3-2 to, 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 to Italy. Uh, and me, uh, I was nine years old at uh, at that time. Me 
I was crying in the couch, you know, when Brazil uh, went out of the World Cup. And next to me was my mother crying as well. So I have a lot of feelings, uh, you know, <laughs> about the World Cup. Uh, uh, but uh, uh, the past two World Cups, that the, the one in Russia and, uh, and the uh, uh, one uh, happening now in Qatar, uh, uh, you know, has a really... Um, uh, uh, really kind of changed my 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 my, uh, my whole concept of World Cup because I used to enjoy the World Cup and uh, and um, and now I hardly watch any games at all. Of course, uh, it, it is really tragic. So I, I want to go back to um, you mentioned Russia first. Obviously, I mean we're all, we're going to dig into Qatar. I mean this this is the most pressing issue right now, but. But you know, it started with Russia, really. Um, the, the most blatant sports washing and, and you know, eyebrow racing choice of host. Um, you mentioned this was in 2010, uh, and, and you know, in the lead up to that World Cup, you have you had the first invasion of Ukraine by Russia, um, and at the same time, you had Infantino, which was, um, uh, I believe, I'm not sure if he was already a president at the time, but later he became very close with Vladimir Putin. So. Can you tell us a little bit about the work you, you did, like you know, investigative journalist, uh, some things that you saw in the lead up to, in the lead up and during, even a little bit after uh, uh, the World Cup in Russia? Yeah, well, uh, leading up to the World Cup in Qatar, uh, you know, especially I think in Western Europe, uh, uh, Qatar has uh, uh, been subjected to massive criticism because of their dire human rights record. Uh, uh, in many ways, that was uh, the same thing in Russia. Um, uh, they had um, uh, migrant workers, uh, mostly from the former R Russian Republic, uh, you know, uh, 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 working the stadiums. And, and in 2017, Yusimar uh, 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 could reveal that uh, at, the, at, the, at the stadium in, in, in St. Petersburg, uh, where construction work started uh, back in 2009. Uh, they were still not finished by 2017. And uh, by 2017, it was only a year before the, you know, the, the World Cup kicked off. Um, uh, so uh, uh, partly in desperation, uh, uh, they hired, among others, uh, North Korean workers uh, to do work at the St. Petersburg uh, Stadium. Now, um, uh, North Korean workers, they are, you know, they, you can say that they are both slaves and hostages. Because to get to work outside uh, North Korea, uh, you need to have a family back home. You need to be married. You need to have kids uh, so that the regime has, has leverage on you. So, you, you know, you don't uh, think about uh, the possibility of, uh, you know, defecting. Um, and and, um, and, um, and uh, uh, there were several hundred uh, North Korean workers um, uh, 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 worked, working at the St. Petersburg Stadium, and, and they um, they worked around the clock. You know, they worked seven days a week. Uh, they had the longest uh, uh, working hours, from fourteen to sixteen hours every every day, and they stayed in this. Uh, uh, containers, uh, you know, there was absolutely uh, no, not a not a place uh, you know any human being should uh, uh, live in. But they, they, when they were in Russia, they stayed in containers. Um, and 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 one of the North Korean workers were, were also uh, found dead uh, in a container just outside the Saint Petersburg Stadium. Um, uh, and the thing about the North Koreans, because of all the international sanctions uh, towards the North Korean re regime, um, uh, to, to you know the the workers that North Korea send abroad, and typically there's there, there's only a handful of countries that you know accept these workers, and it's that's uh, China, it's Russia, and 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 uh, and a few countries in the Gulf. Um, the workers that uh, uh, the North Korean regime sent uh, abroad, they are also the regime's most important income because of all of the international sanctions. Um, and, and, uh, and experts on North Korea, uh, they say uh, that, uh, you know, the, 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 the income uh, the workers abroad generates for the regimes 
um, is uh, partly uh, financing uh, the regime's um, uh, weapon pro program. Um, uh, so you can say that you know the World Cup in um, in, in in Russia in 2018 directly or indirectly, you know, contributed to filling up um, um, uh, 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 the pocket uh, used to, uh, you know, pay for, for weapons and uh, develop weapons. Um, uh, also, you know, whenever uh, you, uh, you give a hosting right to uh, authoritarian regimes, you know, these authoritarians like Putin, they're going to use the World Cup uh, to suppress uh, their own uh, citizens. And, and, and um, what happened uh, uh, on the opening day uh, at the World Cup in 2018, when Russia beat Saudi Arabia 5-0, was that a pension, no, Putin raised the pension uh, 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 the, uh, raise the pension for men with five years and for women with eight years. Um, so, uh, 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 and after that, you know, uh, raise uh, uh, the life expectancy of uh, uh, over average Russian was below uh, the uh, the age where you were supposed to receive your pensions. Um, so, giving these you know uh, mega sporting events. Um, uh, two regimes like uh, Russia and uh, and Qatar, um, uh, uh, it has uh, you know very negative consequences for a lot of people. Um, uh, so um, you know, I don't. This World Cup in Qatar, for example, for example, it was you know this this tournament was never about football. Um, uh, it was about geopolitics. It was about security politics, and 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 and, and, and you know, uh, but they're trying to create this illusion that we are, you know, witnessing uh, the festival of football. Um, uh, uh, but uh, uh, you know, we're not falling for that illusion because Yusimai, uh, uh, we have been in Qatar several times. We went there in 2015. We went there in 2018. We went there in 2021, 2022. And, uh, and why, when in, uh, in Qatar, we have spent, um, you know, almost every single day uh, from morning to evening inside labor camps, you know, uh, listening to the migrant worker stories. Um, and after uh, doing that for a while, you know, uh, there is no way you're going to, you know, enjoy whatever is happening, happening inside the stadium. Um, absolutely. Um, and, you know, the good thing you mentioned, and, and this is also going to be my next question, just moving on to Qatar now. Um, obviously, uh, you know, Russia, the, the selection of Russia as a host raised a lot of eyebrows, like I said before. And like you mentioned, like these stories are probably stories that, you know, people forgot or they weren't really well known. But, you know, this is how a regime like Putin's operated. Um, and and, it, and it's, it's, it's remarkable when you think about it. it you know, Putin invaded, uh, basically invaded Ukraine before the world and nothing, yeah. nothing changed, right? Like. I yeah, and the, and the crazy part of the Russia 2018, the, you know, the, uh, the, the, the moment I really understood, uh, you know, how uh, screwed up football is, is uh, because the day before the opening game in Russia 2018, there was a FIFA Congress in Moscow. And, and halfway through that Congress, who arrived on the, the big stage? Vladimir Putin. And what happened when this war criminal entered the stage? You know, all the football uh, presidents, uh, all the secretary generals of the football associations um, uh, um, um, uh, 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 from all over the world took the, to their feet and, um, and gave him, you know, kind of standing ovation. Um, and, and here's this, you know, war criminal on stage and he's being applauded uh, by, you know, um, every elected football official present. And, and then it, uh, you know, dawned on me that, uh, you know, uh, uh, football is in serious, serious trouble.
Absolutely. Uh, but, but, the, but the problem uh, regarding your point, uh, Alvaro, is that, you know, um, uh, 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 the, 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 the problem is that uh, people aren't really aware of this. And, 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 and we are from Norway and, and, and two Yusima uh, journalists was uh, present at this press conference. Uh, but the two main broadcasters in Norway uh, who are, uh, you know, commercial partners of FIFA and are broadcasting uh, the World Cup, both in Russia and now in Qatar, they didn't even attend, uh, you know, the FIFA Congress. So no one in Norway, you know, expect except you know uh, you, our subscribers and readers really knew what happened on that FIFA Congress the day before uh, the World Cup kicked off, and and a huge part of the problem, you know, in the, the the abyss where football is today, is because media hasn't really done their job. They have, you know, covered football. Uh, as uh, they covers, uh, you know, the entertainment or celebrity, uh, they're not covering football, the business part of football or the political side of football. Uh, so you know, all this um, uh, corrupt and morally uh, bankrupt um, uh, characters from all over the world um, uh, have been able to pretty much do exactly what they want because there has been way too little, um, uh, you know, media scrutiny sur surrounding this. Absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I wanted to move on a little bit more now to focus on Qatar. Um, we obviously, you know, knew, uh, we also now know all, all of the, everything that was wrong with, with the selection of Russia. Um, you know, and Qatar, just like Russia, I mean, Qatar is a dictatorship. Um, and I think that's something that, you know, we the Human Rights Foundation wanted to stress you know, that everything that we see, all the abuses that we see, like, um, in Qatar are probably a direct, there's a direct connection there with the regime that is in place in Qatar. There is no free and fair elections. There's no independent judiciary. There's no freedom of the press. There's no freedom of association. Uh, you know, we get a lot of these images, even before the World Cup of Qatar, as this progressive, you know, you know, forward-looking country. But under the surface, you have so many injustices that are tied to a country where there's no room for the sand, uh, you know, and there's no uh, legal protections for most of its citizens and its, and its workers. And, and you know, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, the work you've done? I know you 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 covered, um, and just to get started on, on the issue of migrant workers, uh, you've covered the trial of Abdullah Um You Tell us a little bit about who Abdullah is and, and, and why that was important and, and, you know, how this ties in with all the reports that now we've seen from Qatar. Yeah, uh, just let me, for, yeah, I, I, Qatar is the only country I've ever, ever been to, where, you know, you can, there's no activism, you can, you can't see any activism, you know, neither in the streets or online, uh, because uh, very many people, including their own citizens, are afraid, you know, in, in Qatar. Uh, regarding Abdullah Ibais, um, uh, uh, he uh, he worked for the SC, which is the Supreme Committee, um, uh, which is the organizers of this World Cup. Yeah, uh, Abdullah worked as a media manager for the SC, uh, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and 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 did, and did a good job. He started in 2014. He 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 moved up in a hierarchy, and uh, you know uh, uh, by 2019 he was the media manager. Um, in August 2019, something rare, very rare, happened in in Qatar, um, uh, and there was several thousand uh, migrant workers striking, um, uh, and um, and and. Uh, and and inside the Supreme Committee, uh, they have a WhatsApp group uh, with uh, the senior people inside the SC uh, called the Crisis Comps Group, um, and and um, and they uh, and they um, uh, 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 they shared information about the strike on the uh, Crisis Comps Group, and at one point, uh, um, uh, um, Hassan Al Tawadi, uh, the boss of the World Cup. You know, uh, wrote on the in the group that um, uh, you know we need our social media team on this and and um, and clarify that this is uh, this is not 2022 related. Um, 
uh, 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 but uh, Abdullah and, and a colleague of his, they went to the strikers. They talked to the strikers uh, and they very quickly found out uh, that among the, the strikers, there were several hundred, uh, in fact, that had been employed by the SC uh, or uh, on stadium project and that hadn't been paid uh, for uh, up to four months. Uh, so in this internal uh, chat uh, group uh, called Crisis Comms, uh, Abdullah warned uh, Hassan Al-Tabadi against, uh, you know, making a, a public statement uh, because it was indeed uh, 2022 related. And, 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 and following, uh, 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 and, and this started a, a, a huge and heated discussions among the members or the employees of the, the Supreme Committee. Uh, and at one point, uh, Hassan Al-Tawadi leaves a voice message uh, to, the, uh, to, the, uh, to the other members of this group and, and says, amongst other thing, uh, things, uh, uh, put a spin on it, you know, that they should spin the fact uh, that it was indeed uh, workers uh, who had worked on uh, uh, World Cup uh, projects involved in these strikes. And, 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 and Abdullah continued to argue against it. Um, uh, uh, and at some point, another senior uh, 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 employee of the SC, you, you know, intervenes and says, if we, if, we, if we make a statement that no work, World Cup uh, workers uh, were uh, engaged in these strikes, uh, 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 then we are, uh, you know, uh, uh, risking uh, uh, the reputation of the state. Uh, uh, so there were really high stakes and uh, really heated discussions. Um, uh, and and, and af after this, you know, uh, uh, this exchange that, uh, you know, lasted uh, for several hours and hours, um, um, uh, Abdullah felt that he, he, he might have, you know, uh, being he had been too honest, you know, uh, and and he he kind of started to fear that it, it, this could have consequences. And two months later, uh, uh, officers for, for, from CID, um, uh, the Criminal Investigation Department, um, came to the Albida Tower in Doha, where the SC are located. Uh, and they arrested uh, uh, Abdullah Ibais. Um, and they took him to interrogation. Uh, uh, Abdullah repeatedly asked to, to have a lawyer present. Uh, and when, when he, whenever he asked that, the CID officers will tell him stuff like, uh, if, a, if a lawyer comes here, we will break his leg or, or, or uh, stuff like, uh, 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 do you think you are in an American movie? Um, and, uh, and after long, uh, after uh, several days of uh, interrogation, and Abdullah wasn't able to contact the lawyer, wasn't able to contact his uh, his uh, family, uh, uh, and the, the the CID officers threatened him when you know we will put you away for six months, and no one will know where you are. Uh, finally, uh, 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 Abdullah, you know, uh, signed. Uh, half years later, uh, this case went to trial. Um, absolutely no evidence was presented against uh, Abdullah in the court case, uh, uh, except his coerced confession. Um, uh, uh, there had also been a, a, an internal investigation within the SC. Uh, and it was because of this internal investigation uh, that uh, uh, Abdullah was arrested because this internal investigation was, uh, uh, you know, the, the report was uh, delivered to the police. Um, uh, uh, but uh, I have had access to the whole internal investigation and it's nothing in, the, in this investigation that points to any wrongdoing on, on, uh, on uh, Abdullah's part. Uh, and, you know, the, and, the, uh, and the... The, 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 the man, uh, Khalid uh, al-Kubaisi, who was um, uh, uh, leading the internal investigation, he was, uh, um, you know, he was asked by the judge in court, did you find any wrongdoings of the part of the accused? And he said no. Um, um, and, 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 
and and uh, uh, but Abdullah anyway was sentenced to uh, to to five years in prison and and uh, a couple of weeks ago um, uh, you know all his appeals have has been denied um, uh, and 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 and, and uh, uh, earlier this month he was physically assaulted by prison guards uh, and he had to stay four days in solitary confinement uh, in the complete dark and uh, and the AC on max cold um, uh, uh, and um, you know uh, Abdullah is a father of uh, two small boys and when he's when he went to prison uh, you know his youngest son was two years old uh, and and today uh, his youngest son is four years old um, and and the, uh, and their Abdullah's sons keep asking Hala Abdullah's wife you know why come why don't we see our father anymore uh, doesn't he love us anymore um, so you know uh, you know um, uh, you know Qatar you know you you can't you can't award uh, a World Cup to a country or a regime uh, that uh, doesn't have a legal system, you know, and, and, and Qatar doesn't have a working proper legal system. Uh, UN Working Group did a report in 2019 um, and, 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 and concluding that arbitrary arrests were, were happening all the time. Uh, and, and, and also, uh, you know, um, when we went, uh, Yusima, we were five journalists. We went to Qatar in in March, April this year, um, and one of the reforms uh, that uh, you know that uh, the, the regime and the FIFA and uh, who not are bragging about is um, uh, um, um, uh, uh, one of the reforms is that the, the the workers are free to change jobs. You know that was uh, practically impossible until until a few years ago. Um, but the workers still tell us that, you know, it's more or less impossible to change job, that they still need um, uh, uh, an NOC. Uh, NOC is a no, no objections certificate. And, and if you're a migrant worker and you go to your uh, boss and say, you know, I have an offer from this company, I want to change job. Uh, it's likely the following is going to happen. You know, um, yeah, of course you can change job, uh, but um, uh, you just have to pay us uh, like 5,000 reals for, for the NOC. And if the worker then, uh, you know, say, but the, the NOC is, uh, you know, abolished, you know, you, you, the ref because of the reforms. Um, uh, so I want to change employer. And then, um, um, you know, his boss will tell him uh, something in the lines of, if you ever bring this up again, uh, we are going to call the police on you and say you are a troublemaker, and then you will get arrested and deported. Um, uh, uh, so I think, you know, um, uh, uh, all this talk about these uh, reforms happening in, 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 in Qatar is just window dressing. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> it's when you mentioned that, um, uh, you know, the... The, the the cases where they they put the treat you know migrant workers to speak up or want to change up something very basic like that, um, you know it, it reminds me of the case of Malcolm Vidali. Uh, he was a um, he was a security guard in Qatar also, and he started writing a blog uh, under a pseudonym, and that got him in trouble. Um, simply documenting some of the, the conditions the workers were in. Yeah, just um, it, Malcolm was just telling about his everyday life. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, describing uh, how it was to be a, a migrant worker in 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 Qatar, and uh, the authorities wouldn't have it. So uh, you know, uh, so they put him in jail, and he stayed in jail for more than a month, I think, uh, without, for the most part, without no one knowing where he actually was. Exactly. I mean, and, and in the end, like uh, it was because of outside pressure that they released him, but you know, he was still. You know, under threat, like he didn't know he was going to get picked up again, arrested. Uh, there was no protection for him, so he had he was forced to leave the country in the end. Um, it, it, it it is really tragic. Um, uh, yeah, just to, to finish wrap this up on Qatar, you know what's going on right now. Uh, there's now a lot of discussion. Of, I mean, it's become the discussion of social media. Uh, the how Qatar is banning. Uh, uh, 
rainbow flag in the stadium. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that? I mean, like, and how that reflect on Qatar's, I mean, who's really running the show? Because FIFA told everyone before the World Cup started that there wasn't going to be any ban on any any sort of display for, you know, activism or politics on the state, on the stands. But as we've seen, there's countless reports of people uh, not being allowed to enter the stadium, uh, even when they're not really carrying rainbow flags. It's just colorful attires are being turned down. Um, even uh, you know, political statements are also being turned down. I've heard uh, stories of, of Iranian uh, fans uh, uh, with messages uh, showing solidarity for the women in their country uh, have been denied entry, have been removed from the stadium. So, it, you tell us a little bit about that part. Yeah, well, if, you know, it's uh, it's. Uh, I think it's no doubt that uh, it's uh, you know, uh, it's Qatar running the show. Uh, that is uh, World Cup 2022, and uh, and uh, they are the final decision makers. Uh, uh, the thing about the one low uh, armband and stuff, it's uh, you know, uh, uh, it should be you know uncontroversial at least uh, from our point of view but you can see you know uh, uh, no one low armband is forbidden but at the same time it's um, uh, it's uh, certainly allowed to express uh, political statements regarding palestine which i which i think is great you know we, we, we need to raise the palestinian issue um, um, uh, but uh, so there so there's no there's no you know clear logic here um, in what is accepted and what is not accepted from the outside, it's it seems like you know uh, 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 what is accepted at the World Cup is what uh, uh, the Qatari regime uh, 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 think is uh, ac accept ac acceptable, and 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 to raise you know um, uh, 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 to be a part of the LGBT plus community uh, inside Qatar. Um, uh, is uh, is really 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 hard, um, um, and and uh, and uh, uh, you know uh, Qatar like to the, the regime like to portray this uh, World Cup as you know that every Qatari citizens is behind this uh, you know mega event. Uh, um, uh, but in reality, you know, below the surfers or behind the carpet or whatever, um, uh, you know, there are um, uh, dissenting voices inside Qatar. Um, but being a dissenting voice inside such a regime, it's very, very risky. You know, you take a huge personal risk uh, by raising your voice. Um, and... and, and uh, you know, um, uh, I, I think it's, uh, you know, the one love armband has nothing to do with, uh, as I see it, with the political statement. You know, it's a, just, a, you know, you're just expressing your feelings, your personal feelings. Uh, and to politicize this is, it, it's, um, you know, it's, uh, it, it's uh, beyond uh, parody. Yeah, absolutely, and and you know, and, and we have to point out also the inconsistency, like you said, with FIFA, um, and how you know they're trying to make this look like they're in charge because uh, they're setting the rules, but at the same time, we have so many contradicting rules coming from Qatar, the Qatari regime. Um, you know, because FIFA is very strong in in punishing racism and 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 you know offensive uh, displays against uh, the LGBT plus community elsewhere in the world. Uh, but here they're allowing the regime to basically suppress. I mean, it's just, it's not even offensive. I, I, it's just suppressing and any something very, something should be very banal, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, um, uh, uh, the, 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 the Qatari organizers, the World Cup host and FIFA, for several years they have been, you know, they have been speaking with one uh, tongue. So uh, whenever FIFA make a statement, you know, they run it by the SC, the Supreme Committee, to make sure they're fine with the statement and vice versa. Um, uh, so and when FIFA and rules, uh, you know, uh, FIFA follow the rules when it's convenient for them and they don't follow the rules uh, when it's, um, uh, you know, inconvenient to follow the rules. Um, uh, and we, 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 
we we see that we see this all the time. You know, at the FIFA congresses, there's always this uh, uh, a few FAs, uh, football associations around the world, that have been suspended by FIFA. And in uh, most cases, they are suspended because of government interference, which are you know happening in very, very, very many of these uh, member countries. Uh, but government interference is no problem as long as you you will vote for Gianni Infantino. Uh, uh, but if you um, if you don't um, uh, you know uh, get behind uh, the grandmaster, uh, then you are in trouble. Then they will blame you for government interference. So, you know, FIFA rules, they, they bend it uh, as, they, as they, you know, as they please. And, uh, and it's uh, the, 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 the rules and regulations that are used to, you know, to have to, 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 to make sure that, uh, you know, that the FIFA president Gianni Infantino has uh, absolute control. And for my part, you know, I thought this World Cup has had the, the, the perfect start. First, you know, the, the, the delusional speech by Gianni Infantino, you know, for the whole world to see that um, uh, this, this uh, president isn't uh, fit for purpose. And on the second day, uh, you know, on the opening day of the World Cup, uh, you, when the Qatar was playing their first ever World Cup game um, uh, in their own country, uh, and then half of the spectators, Qatari spectators, left at half time because they uh, wanted to avoid the traffic jam. You know, so um, uh, I think that you know um, uh, 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 it was good for 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 for, for, uh, for the for the future of football. Uh, that speech by Infantino because. Uh, you know, most people don't really follow FIFA and most newspapers really don't uh, write about FIFA. Uh, but this speech, you know, many, many people that normally uh, doesn't follow FIFA, you know, they, they, they heard this speech. And then they could see and hear with their own eyes and ears, you know, how bad things really are at the top of FIFA. Um, uh, and I think, you know, in Norway... Uh, uh, we had uh, we, we we had this huge public debate uh, going on uh, in 2021 uh, regarding whether or not uh, Norway should boycott the World Cup in Qatar, um, and, and 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 there was this um, uh, 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 the FA had this extraordinary AGM annual general meeting. Uh, uh, where um, uh, the delegates uh, 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 um, voted on uh, should Norway boycott the World Cup in Qatar or not. Now, the majority uh, uh, voted for not boycotting the World Cup. But at the same J AGM, there was also um, a majority that voted for that the uh, Norwegian president uh, on the next FIFA Congress uh, would address, you know, all the criticism that has um, uh, been part of the debate in Norway, address this at the next FIFA Congress. Uh, and, and, and so the, the speech, the great speech, uh, I think, that Lisa Klavnes, the Norwegian FA president, uh, held in the FIFA Congress in Doha in March earlier this year, uh, that was a direct uh, result um, uh, of a grassroots op uproar uh, that we saw in Norway. And and uh, and and uh, you know when people engage, that helps. Uh, and that grassroots uproar is, you know, it's, it's still it's still alive. Uh, and 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 we can also see it. You know, whenever there's a World Cup uh, broadcasted on the TV, you know, they have a lot of uh, advertisers. Um, uh, you know, for the World Cup uh, uh, matches. Uh, but in Norway this year, we, we, we don't have a single Norwegian uh, uh, advertiser uh, that, uh, uh, you know, uh, are advertising that uh, uh, as part of the World Cup. Um, so no, no Norwegian ad advertisers uh, has said yes to, you know, to be associated with the World Cup 2022 in Qatar, the FIFA World Cup. Uh, so... Uh, you know, for for I think uh, you know uh, for football to 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 make real changes, uh, I think um, uh, the, you know three things are vital. Um, uh, one that uh, you know the grassroots because football is the most popular uh, sport in the world. 
uh, and the supporters is are like the biggest grassroots in the world. Uh, the grassroots uh, and the supporters uh, of football need to, you know, continue raise their voices. Um, uh, two, you know, mainstream media uh, and the biggest broadcasters, uh, you know, must stop uh, treating football as just entertainment. Uh, uh, you know, they have to do proper uh, uh, journalism because if, if people were, was aware of all the things that is happening inside Qatar, is happening at the top of FIFA, then, then, then more people would be uh, seriously disgusted. Uh, and, 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 and three, you know, uh, uh, are, are football players at the very top? Are they role models? Uh, and in my opinion, hell no. Um, and but we need, you know, if 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 Cristiano Ronaldo or Messi, you know, like five or ten years ago, you know, said in an interview that World Cup in Qatar, no, I'm not playing there. You know, hundreds and if not thousands of workers have have paid the ultimate price for this to happen. You know, they they have died making this tournament happen. And this is what is, you know, so unique about the World Cup in Qatar. You know, they had to build not only the stadiums, but uh, pretty much all the infrastructures um, uh, to make this tournament hap happen. And, and during that course, uh, you know, uh, thousands of thousands of some of the most vulnerable people in some of the poorest countries in the world have been exploited under slave-like conditions. Yet at the same time, you know, broadcasters insist that this is a football festival, that we should enjoy the party. Um, uh, but, you know, uh, we, we don't see it the same way as they do. Absolutely. Um, yeah, thank, thank you. Uh, I, was, I was actually going to be my next question. What, what can be done for things to change? I know it seems like a very uphill battle. Um, yeah. And especially, I mean, like, and just as a final comment, I mean, I don't know if you, if you could say something about this. You know, beyond the World Cup, uh, we see th th this you know, this push for sports washing, using sports to whitewash the regime, uh, the, the faces of regimes uh, that are serial human rights abuses, um, or people connected to these regimes. I mean, we've seen this. We see this in the Premier League, for example, right? Uh, uh, in England, uh, in, up until very recently. Uh, Putin's uh, right hand owned one of the biggest clubs in London, Chelsea, right? Uh, and now, in the past couple of years, we saw uh, Saudi Arabia through its, you know, basically it, it's the crown prince MBS purchasing Newcastle now, right? Yeah. Um, and then, then, and, and people say like, oh, it's just the money, it's just, it's just soccer, it's just football. But uh, I've already seen that, you know, state-owned companies are starting to advertise. In you know through Newcastle, yep. and you try to again portray this image of Saudi Arabia as you know progressive, forward-looking place when you have some of the most horrific human rights abuses going on in the world. Um, so it's, I mean, like, just what final thoughts on that, and and you know what, what can fans do, you know, beyond the World Cup regarding this issue? Uh, well, um, uh, you know, um, I I I uh, you know I think that the football international uh, football needs to hit rock rock bottom before it can before we can start over again uh, and i think um, uh, you know if the so if saudi arabia are serious about trying to get uh, the world cup in 2030 uh, they will get it because uh, the, the, the 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 you know the the tool or the means to get the world cup to to host the world cup it's, uh, you know, you have to have the thickest wallet. Uh, and, and, and Saudi Arabia has that. So uh, uh, as I see it, it's, you know, um, 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 uh, uh, it, it's pretty obvious uh, that uh, 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 Saudi Arabia, uh, not alone, but uh, with uh, uh, co-hosts, uh, will, will have a real, real chance to, 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 to host the 2030 uh, uh, World Cup. And, and you can see, you know, the World Cup is, is, is such a magnet. It's such a, uh, you know, the, the magical power of football. So when Saudi Arabia, uh, you know, beat, uh, and it was a sensation, of course, uh, when Saudi Arabia uh, beat uh, uh, Argentina in the first group, uh, group match, um, uh, that was the main headline news on uh, on our public broadcast, NRK. You know, Saudi Arabia with a shock uh, win over Argentina. 
in, that was the main headline and uh, and, at, and on the same front page with uh, you know very tiny letters you could also read that uh, last week Saudi Arabia had executed 17 men um, um, uh, and but that was considered of course way lesser news than the fact that they had won a, won a football game um, uh, you know, according FIFA, FIFA has in place, you know, human rights, uh, rights uh, statutes now. Uh, so if, if they're going to follow the human rights guidelines, there's no way Saudi Arabia uh, should be able to host the World Cup. Uh, uh, but we who follow FIFA closely, uh, as I mentioned earlier, know that FIFA only... Uh, Follow their own rules when it's um, uh, when it's uh, when it's it works in their favor. Um, uh, uh, so uh, you know, I I think uh, the, the the battle of the soul of football. Uh, you know, uh, uh, we are past ha- halftime uh, and and we are uh, looking for a defeat. You know, football is really really struggling because for too long. Every football politician, and this also, uh, you know, Norway is one of those countries. They have all, on autopilot always, you know, um, uh, accepted the highest bidder and have never really bothered to see where the money is actually coming from. Um, mm-hmm. um, uh, and we also need le- new leadership in sports because in, for, for way too many years, you know, Norwegian um, uh, sports politicians have, you know, uh, uh, have uh, uh, looked to the State Department and, the, you know, and, and kind of following the Norwegian State Department policy or, or whatnot. Um, and we know that, you know, that since the ILO opened the offices in Doha in 2018, uh, uh, the Norwegian Pensions Fund, which I believe is the biggest or the second biggest in the world, made heavy, heavy investments in, in Qatar. And, 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 and that, that is one, also one of the examples that this, this, this tournament was never, ever about football. Um, it was about a soft. It was a soft power move by the Qataris uh, to gain a place uh, at the, you know, at the best table in international uh, pol- politics and business. Absolutely. I mean, and, and one thing I want to I want to stress, I and mean, you mentioned Saudi Arabia, the team, and the Saudi Arabia, the regime. I think it's important to, to you know to keep in mind that in in these regimes, um, especially when it comes to where the money comes from, right? There's no distinction between, you know, what goes on in the federation and what the government does, right? Like, uh, there, there, there's a direct connection, not just in terms of alignment of positions, of you know, of, of PR, if you want to see it, but also in terms of money. I mean, it, it is just a tool, like you said, to bring prestige to these regimes. Yeah, and they can claim that they're doing, you know, cosmetic reforms. Like you said, like they bring in the ILO, and even when the ILO has not given a glowing review to Qatar, um, that was enough to get a lot of people to invest in Qatar, and that is uh, that is tragic. That is really tragic. So I think we need to pay attention to that. Um, I yeah, wanna, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised, Alvaro, if if you see that uh, you know if the if the Saudi Arabia and uh, win the hosting rights for 2013, who's going to move in the, into Riyadh? ILO. Uh, and you know, uh, to be uh, useful I- idiots for another, you know, brutal authoritarian regime. Absolutely, yeah. I just want to like one one last thing. When you not mention Saudi Arabia and Newcastle, uh, you know, if any American soccer fans here, uh, you know, American soccer players are starting to you know grow in profile. You have a lot of players playing top leagues in Europe, and uh, it's just. A, Personal message, if you want to say, if you want. Um, there is a lot of talk about several stars in the U.S. that, you know, Newcastle has interest in them. And I, I want to say that as fans, I think U.S. soccer fans need to push back on that. And, you know, I think players like Christian Pulisic, uh, Anthony Robinson, they're all, I think they're all talented enough to find some other top club that is not funded by MBS. Because, uh, you know, given that sort of prestige and given that access to the American market is exactly what the regime wants. And I think, uh, I mean, the soccer aspect of it should take a, 
backseat in that respect. And again, yep. like it's not like Newcastle is the only top club in the world. So I think fans need to also push for that. You know, like your favorite players, uh, your favorite national team players. You have to make sure that uh, you put a little pressure on them as well to say, like, hey, you know what? You shouldn't go to these clubs that are funded by these regimes. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I want to open it up. I mean, we're almost at the, uh, you know, it, it's almost it's almost been one hour. So I want to open it up. If anybody has a question, uh, uh, you know, about guitar, you know, for for for, uh, for Harvard, or if you have any comments, uh, I think we have one right here. Uh, All right, Ian, I think he got disconnected or yeah there he is ian kind of a quick one um you were mentioning manchester city in this they're in the same situation they're exactly the same regime and they've essentially pulled yep. their way in so you've got yeah, absolutely no you, you're right i mean it wasn't it wasn't uh <laughs> newcastle was a little example that came to my mind but yes manchester city are owned by the uae basically and they have yep. been doing this for years, right? Yeah. <laughs> the richest club in the world. Like, it, it's it's outrageous. Yeah. They, well, one of the richest clubs. And, and the problem is, uh, you're not over here, but what happens is if you say anything to any of their fans about uh, female genital mutilation, as an example, where it is pretty much a commonplace practice then, and you mention anything to that, and you just get thousands of people defending these these monsters. And it, it was, <laughs> it's just ridiculous. And it, it's, it, they shouldn't have been allowed to buy them. And now they have got Newcastle fans defend, honestly, tens of thousands of Jordans defending them every day. Yeah, that, that's, uh, you know, that's one of the reasons these, uh, these regimes buy into football clubs. Uh, because, uh, you know, you're not only buying a, a football club. But you're also, uh, uh, you know, getting an army, a huge army of supporters uh, behind you, um, and 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 it's, you know, regarding uh, the Newcastle supporters, you know, uh, uh, UK is very divided, you know, London and the North, and the economic uh, standards in uh, in the North are you know, uh, way below um, uh, London and, and the rest of the country. And when, when Newcastle supporters see, you know, the UK government um, uh, uh, making, uh, you know, deals with um, uh, Saudi Arabia, uh, new deals uh, announced uh, almost, uh, you know, uh, every other week, uh, why can't Saudi Arabia buy their club, you know? Um, uh, and I get that argument totally. Uh, um, uh, but we need, you know, uh, we need a complete overhaul uh, of, of football, uh, and, 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 but that won't happen uh, be before uh, uh, football hits absolutely rock bottom. And even though football um, is, is at a bad place today, you know, uh, we're, we're, we're still nowhere near the bottom. There's another thing as well in Britain as well. People can move clubs. In England, yeah, honestly, you're more likely to leave your wife and your children than you are your football club. And and that isn't me just saying that on the thing. That is a stone cold fact. And so these people know that it's it's bizarre. Then they know this. They absolutely these people. They they are told in. They will not. These, it doesn't matter who's in charge. They will follow whatever they say. Yeah. That's why nation states should not have been allowed to buy them. Sorry. No, it, absolutely, uh, Ian. I think uh, there needs to be some sort of limitations. I mean, we, we have, I mean, ac across the world, you have limitations on sanctions on, on you know, authoritarian regimes, uh, human rights abusers. Uh, uh, and I think we need to be more strict with, you know, who you know, when we allow regimes like these to, you know, operate, you know, in, in photo clubs, like you said, like soccer clubs, like they have huge followings in like, like Havard said that you're buying not just the club, which is a massive investment, you're also buying, you know, the support of people. I mean, I think that's something that needs to be taken into consideration. Uh, we're, we're running out of time. So I want to give uh, uh, caught aside one, one, uh, the last question here. Uh, 
how you, how you, yes. how you doing, guys? Great conversation. Um, and, and great to have it aired at this point because there was a, a fear during this World Cup that a lot of these issues would uh, just wash away once the football started, and I'm glad that they haven't. Um, just a, a question. You talk about rock bottom. Football has to get to rock bottom or that it's half time and football in the battle for football soul. Uh, what does rock bottom look like? Is that a World Cup in Saudi Arabia or is it, uh, you know, Liverpool being bought out by uh, a, a nation state from the Middle East? Like, what are we talking about here in terms of rock bottom? And just secondly, is there any practical way in which football supporters can try and influence uh, the direction of, we'll say, the Premier League in terms of buying clubs? Because it feels like we're, we're kind of helpless bystanders in this whole thing. Thanks. Uh, you know, I uh, regarding rock bottom, I'm not sure I have the imagination, you know, to, to envision the football's rock bottom. Uh, but certainly a part of uh, it is, um, is uh, if, if uh, Saudi Arabia getting the hosting rights. Uh, 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 and I, I think especially, you know, if a, if a, if a club like Liverpool, um, um, uh, which uh, uh, you, you know, which which are known to have supporters um, uh, with uh, huge awareness of, on social issues. If Liverpool were to be sold to to some nation state like the UAE or Saudi Arabia, uh, then I think we will go to see uh, both massive protests and also a massive exodus of uh, Liverpool supporters because they are having it. Uh, so we need, you know, um, part of the reason why uh, the, the, uh, the, 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 the Norwegian public debate uh, surrounding this issue grew so big is, is because, um, you know, um, um, uh, in Norway, uh, most clubs are uh, owned uh, by the members. Um, uh, so there's a membership there. So if you're a member of a club, uh, you know you can go to your your club's annual general meeting and, and make uh, suggestions. You know, so you can uh, you can influence or try to influence from the the the, the inside. Um, uh, the, the, the huge problem in in for example for example the the English Premier League clubs is that. You know, uh, uh, these owners doesn't really, really care what the, the, the supporters uh, uh, think, because if not the local supporters will attend the games, you know, some tourists from Norway or, uh, or Asia or whatever are going to buy those tickets. Um, 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 so, uh, um, uh, you know... Um, uh, and of course, uh, no, I, I really don't see a, 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 any, you know, short-term solution. Uh, but I think, you know, uh, the more it uh, becomes apparent to, 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 to people following football uh, that uh, football is, uh, you know, is, uh, is heading in the wrong direction, um, uh, you know, uh, more people will uh, raise their voices, and the more people that raise their voices, you know, you, uh, the, the more volume it gets, the more attention it gets, uh, and uh, hopefully, you know, this uh, this World Cup, uh, you know, uh, a tournament that was never about football, um, um, has been a wake up call, uh, not only for supporters and and, and media. Uh, but, uh, um, you know, also for the players. Thank you so much, Howard. We're already past the hour, so uh, there, there's, there's so much more we can talk about. Uh, I mean, this is an issue that it's not just... I mean, it's special for, for those of us who like this, who love the sport, uh, who grab with the sport, uh, who love the World Cup, uh, uh, and also, obviously, those of us who are, who are very concerned about human rights, uh, so uh, we could go on probably for another hour. Um, I, I would just I just want to leave with one final uh, thought on you know how you can you know like just echo what Harvard said about that there is now more attention on these issues, um, and you know don't don't forget about these issues once the World Cup is over. I mean like you have to we have to keep on shedding a light on you know what's going on in Qatar, what's going on in Saudi Arabia and Russia. In China, I mean, don't let these events. I mean, 
we talk about soccer today, but we could have a whole other event about the Olympics as well that happened just happened in China. Um, so you know, don't don't forget about the people suffering on these regimes. That's that's one of the most important things. And you know, just keep talking about these issues. Uh, uh, the, I think fans have more power than we think. It, it's it's a slow grind. It's it's, it's a long fight, but uh, I think things are starting to change. At least you know people are more aware of this. Uh, so once again, I just want to thank you, uh, Howard, and, and thank everybody for, for tuning in. Um, uh, yeah, thank you so much. Okay, thank you, Alvaro. Thank you. Thank you.